Brought to you by RunToGold.com, the premier source for monetary science applied to geopolitical, international, and economic financial news and events. Welcome to the fifth episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. The subject for this podcast will be payment risk, but just a brief introduction. When a transaction occurs, usually a good or service is exchanged for payment. One risk associated with payment is credit risk. All fiat currencies are bills of credit. Commodity currencies have no credit risk because they are solid, tangible assets. The value of a commodity currency is not based on an extension of credit. However, the exchange rate risk is largely determined by supply and demand factors. When an institution or individual accepts fiat currency, that institution or individual is accepting a promise of value. Thus, payment risk is assumed until the fiat currency is exchanged for a tangible good or service. At this point, the risk is passed or transferred on to the individual or institution receiving the fiat currency. By contrast, tangible assets can never become worthless. Many financial assets, such as currencies like the Zimbabwe dollar, continental dollar, stocks such as Enron, and bonds such as WorldCom, can and often do become worthless, ending up in the financial asset graveyard. As someone exchanged value for the financial asset, when it loses value or becomes worthless, that person is left holding the bag. Thus, tangible assets are not subject to payment or credit risk, but are subject to exchange rate risk. Financial assets have counterparty, performance, payment, and exchange rate risk. Why take any exposure to unnecessary risk? As Alan Greenspan explained, in the absence of a gold standard, there is no way to protect savings from confiscation through inflation. There is no safe store of value. If everyone decided, for example, to convert all his bank deposits to silver or copper or any other good, and thereafter declined to accept checks as payments for goods, bank deposits would lose their purchasing power and government-created bank credit would be worthless as a claim on goods. The financial policy of the welfare state requires that there be no way for the owners of wealth to protect themselves. Dr. Greenspan wrote that over 40 years ago, and it is just as applicable today as it was then. Remember, a commodity currency is only subject to exchange rate risk, whereas a fiat currency is subject to both payment risk counterparty risk, and exchange rate risk. Dr. Ron Paul also spoke on this issue. He said, quote, Counterfeiting the nation's money is a serious offense. The founders were especially adamant about avoiding the chaos, inflation, and destruction associated with the continental dollar. That's why the Constitution is clear that only gold and silver should be legal tender in the United States. In 1792, the Coinage Act authorized the death penalty for any private citizen who counterfeited the currency. Too bad they weren't explicit that counterfeiting by government officials is just as detrimental to the economy and the value of the dollar. Actually, Dr. Ron Paul misstated who the 1792 Coinage Act applied to. Under Section 19, it actually applied to government officials that were working in the Mint. So it actually provided the death penalty for 
governmental workers, not for private citizens. But I think the intent of what he was saying rings true, that the counterfeiting is a serious offense. Why? Because it steals the purchasing power and transfers it from one person who holds the fiat currency to another person who prints the counterfeit fiat currency. In other words, someone benefits from the payment risk at the expense of someone who is harmed by it. Well, that's a brief introduction to payment risk, and I hope you've enjoyed the fifth installment of the RunToGold.com podcast. You've been listening to the RunToGold.com podcast, the premier source for applied monetary science on the web. Thank <laughs> you.